Hello, everyone. This is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube. Welcome to Season 3. If you enjoy listening to our show, consider subscribing to us on YouTube for exclusive video content. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Goddamn GameCube. Greg and Beppy are your hosts today. My brother Nick has joined us as well, and we have some special programming on the show. We just got out of the theater. We just saw Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. And I don't know if we saw a different movie than the rest of the world because this movie rocks. Uh, it seems like the entire world hated it but we're going to discuss it. Uh, Beppy, why don't you take it away here? Because I think uh, we are going to have some, maybe some contrarian opinions compared to the internet and the rest of the world. So go yes, ahead. Yes, yes. Um, we're not getting paid by Sony or Capcom here. <laughs> I'd like to clear the air. Uh, very, very positive. Uh, if you're a fan of Resident Evil or uh, B-movie horror, I would definitely recommend this movie uh, just before we get into spoilers and all that stuff. Um, no, so basically to kind of describe my emotional journey with this movie, I had like a little bit of hope because the director, Johannes Roberts, I believe, forgive my pronunciation if it's not right. Um, he said he was drawing inspiration from the tone of the, uh, Resident Evil 2 remake. Okay. And I was like, okay, well that's a start, mm -hmm. you know? And, yep. you know, I saw the, the cast start to come together. There wasn't a lot of buzz and I was like, so... All right, so it's probably going to be a little low budget um, compared to what maybe people want, but um, I think they learned how to use it very well. Um, I I am really I feel completely alone in this world where I'm seeing some like apologia for Paul W S Anderson's movies. Yeah, dude, oh. come on! Like, Let, wait, wait, what was that review I, that we just read? Um, it was basically saying that it starts to to miss. You start to miss the uh, his vision and that they were actually diamonds in the rough. I believe this was the AV Club review. So the, you're telling me the AV Club <laughs> review hated this movie and they said the Paul W.S. Anderson movies, the Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil movies were a diamond in the rough. Listen, well, man, like we saw these movies a long time ago. Beppy, you just saw them recently. We can all agree these are not diamonds. Those movies were the rough. Yeah, okay? they were the they rough. Were they awful. were the rough. Let me, I'd like to just brief for contrast mention my experience with those movies Please. I, I happen to love bad movies um you know we're big room fans here still there's a lot to love even though all the memes have been kind of wrung dry sure i uh, love neil breen all that stuff these movies just made me mad yeah um and it, it's like i'm sure to paul ws anderson they made perfect sense um but I, so there's six of them, right? Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen all of them? Yes. You've seen all of them? Okay. So basically like the first one felt like laser tag to me. Yeah. Like very, very cheap production yeah, value. Sure. Incredibly cheap. Um, it really veers off the rails very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of get Raccoon City in the second one. And then the third one is just kind of like a wasteland. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I'm like, where do you even go from here? And I, I think uh, the fourth one is the one where it really goes off the rails, where they're on that boat. Yes. And yep. uh, the ruins of L.A. I mean, the Paul W.S. <laughs> Anderson movies, like, how can any reviewer look back on those and say they were like a diamond in a rough movie? Those movies decimated the source material. They were completely stupid. 
you have like the, you you just have characters running up walls and it, you do a bunch of su- like superhero actiony stupid they're fucking just, terrible well just not why they what why people like resident evil exactly at all. it's it, not at all you know like i get like wanting to do your own thing but why call it resident evil other than to sell tickets you know uh, that's I mean? all they did so five was the one with the pods where they had the like underground like uh we're going to do experiments on city like unbelievable like they built moscow under underground and stuff and the last one i don't even remember anything about (laughs) other than it sucked (laughs) (laughs) so basically like like the bar was pretty low for this one Mm mm-hmm and anyone saying that those movies are better really needs to get their head examined. I think, I, I mean, one, yes, I agree. Two, the only review I saw that said the old ones were better is the AV Club. I don't know if there's any others out there that said the same thing. I believe thing. Slash Film said the same thing. What the fuck? That's crazy. That's yeah. stupid. Um, like, I typically like the AV Club, but whoever yeah. wrote that review, you fucked up. Sorry. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. So, go ahead. I, I just want, so basically, my expectations are really low for this. Yeah, going uh, into Welcome to Raccoon City, the latest movie, I had no expectations i think but you and i uh beppy and i we talked about this a lot we said i just want to see the first and second movie on screen like give me the plot and game. just act it out first and second the game. Fir- i want to see the first and second game on screen and when you yeah, i think you sent me a, like a message about a year ago and said dude they're doing it like they're, <laughs> they're, i said no fucking way yeah, yeah, yeah yes they are and we're gonna get into all the details but I don't know what else I could have asked for from this movie. Yeah. They gave me the first and second movie combined. They made Raccoon City feel lived in. There's, I thought there was a lot to like about this movie. Yeah. That's why I said in the intro, did we see a different movie? Well, like, like I, I want to, you know, make it clear that this is an adaptation. There are liberties taken that I thought worked in service of the story. Most of them um, did. The pretty much... You do get a little bit... Uh, something I just wanted to start out with saying is that this movie is for... A, for the most part, very well paced. Yeah. Really, really takes its time to, and, and like kind of builds the suspense um, before everything really pops off. It gets a little too fast paced towards the end for me. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of like the mansion in the police department. But, you know, it's it's a less than two hour uh, adaptation. They can't squeeze every little room out of it, every little character. I mean... I don't know how well this movie's gonna do, but I really hope there's a sequel so we can see some more of that. I do too. I I think I'd like to get into all the details if you don't mind. Yeah. So the way they kind of had to make this happen is they kind of had to make up a little backstory for uh, Chris and Claire Redfield. Mm-hmm. They had to make up a story where Chris and Claire uh, were kids in the orphanage of Raccoon City. Because I believe, because if you're trying to put the first and second game together, you can't. Yeah. Because Chris Redfield disappears after the mansion incident, and Claire comes in Resident Evil Two to to find him. Right. But like because, but now they exist in the same film. Yeah. So they kind of start you off with almost like a backstory scene where Claire is in an orphanage, mm-hmm. and then you think you're gonna get a zombie right away, but you get Lisa Trevor. Yeah. Which was amazing. Like and and very well done, very yes. Because uh, kind of we were we were kind of uh, we were getting rowdy before the movie started, we rowdy. <laughs> and then like you kind of almost instantly just get sucked in by how how much care they're taking, how yes. slow it's 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 you know kind of leading you in. I think that intro scene was when I thought to myself, um, guys, wait a second, <laughs> this this was supposed to be bad. <laughs> like I saw that movie? intro scene, I was like, wait a minute, 
This is suspenseful. I'm a, it's a little spooky. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a little, I'm a little scared here. The other stuff I thought they did really well. You don't see gun to zombie for what? 40 minutes. It takes a while. It takes a long, long time. time for there to be any killing whatsoever. It's a good buildup. I like yep. it a lot. It that, takes a while. That whole, I mean, um, very uh, kind of tastefully done where they don't really show too much of Lisa. Yeah. Like, yeah, like um, she's kind of, she's in this tent in uh, the orphanage yep. and Claire is going to go. It's shown that Claire is, is kind to her for whatever reason. Yeah. I'd be scared out of my fucking mind. But <laughs> right. If I was a six year old. Uh, in an orphanage. Oh yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but like they kind of, um, she shuts off the light right before you get a good glimpse of her. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Cause it's really teasing you a little bit with it. And, um, when it comes to other characters, you want to talk about casting a little? Yeah, let's get so into that. I I, I think it, the casting is interesting because I think I, I actually really like the portrayal of most of the characters, yeah. even if like my vision of what those characters should look like, I think was kind of a 50-50 job yeah, yeah, yeah. by these people. Like, do you want to talk about maybe some of the characters you liked or you liked the casting effort? Yes. Um. So as far as casting goes in terms of... um just pr pretty much uh faithfulness visually uh chris i thought was great mm -hmm, um yeah. irons mm -hmm. and uh william birkin yep um pretty all pretty spot on i wanted to mention the guy who plays leon in this movie he doesn't look like him but i thought he did a great job yeah. uh, capturing that actor uh, i mean that character yeah 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 for sure i, be I believe is part of my pronunciation here his name is um avon uh Jogia, Yogia, something, something okay. like that. That's the man who portrayed Leon. It's like I think I he, he looks job. nothing like the Leon from the games. Right. But what they did a really interesting job with his character. Yeah. Where they really portrayed him as kind of a bum rookie. Yeah. Where like he sucks. Yeah. And you know he 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 was either a bad cop or he was a, he was crappy in training. So he got I, sent to the Raccoon City Police Department because he sucks. Well, my my takeaway was it um because they were he gets he's getting lambasted pretty early in the movie yeah. mm -hmm. um and that his dad is somehow connected to uh mm -hmm. the police and like pretty much maybe he got railroaded into being a police officer maybe by his dad or pressure mm -hmm. expectations etc and i thought that was just like a really cool spin on the character like mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of commentary about how some things aren't faithful yeah. when a lot of it is. Mm -hmm. um, but the things that aren't faithful, I think are generally pretty good Yeah, um, and, and make the story better. Like kind of um, consolidating a lot of plot points and characters to make them feel like you said, like Chris and Claire don't meet until code Veronica in the yep. main series. So you, uh, it's like you have all these characters who kind of know each other, but in the games, you don't really see that. What I actually thought was really cool, how like in theory, Leon and all the stars members should know each other. They should know of each other because they work in the same building. Yeah. And in this movie, they try to put it together where they're all kind of together in the diner. Yeah. Very um, briefly. What I thought was really cool that I liked. I Can we talk about the truck, the truck driver? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what I thought was really neat is instead of Claire riding in on a motorcycle, they have her hitching a ride from the truck driver. Yeah. And they they did a really cool spin on the scene where, yeah, you still get the iconic shot where the truck driver hits the zombie girl. Yeah. But the zombie girl doesn't bite him. Mm -hmm. They get the zombie girl walks off. Claire and the truck driver get back in the truck. And then after Claire gets dropped off by the truck driver, his dog bites him. Yeah, because the dog was licking up her blood. Yes. The dog the was licking blood. up the zombie girl's blood. And that was actually something very early on that that I was drawn to was that the um, 
I'm so like burnt out on zombies yes. now. Mm -hmm. And this was, I feel like made them scary again for me. And like, you, you see that shot where, cause the zombie that he hits gets up and wanders off into the woods and you just barely see her silhouette in the distance. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's spooky. Yes. You know? And like, what I really liked about it too was they did a, they did a really, they had, they did such a thoughtful like job with zombies in this movie. What I really liked is they sort of portray raccoon city as this, Almost like a, it's not a mining town, but it's almost like those stereotypical mining towns that are or, owned by a corporation. The that, town exists because the corporation well, is there. That, yes. And then also kind of, um, you know, perhaps like a, you know, like we, we have a lot of old mill towns up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, you know, the that industry kind of collapsed and mm -hmm. Raccoon City kind of has the same vibe. And I did want to mention very briefly that I really liked the look of it because they were clearly operating on a budget, but it looked so, because you get a lot of wide shots of the city yeah. and it looks very like fantastical almost. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I, I am craving. Like I, I kind of, um, sometimes Gotham City is portrayed in this way. Like in Batman Begins, mm -hmm. where it like it doesn't like it's clearly a modern city, but it's, it's something about it is a little larger than life, or or even smaller in this case. And something I really liked about the city is you finally get a little bit of a glimpse of what Raccoon City feels like to live in. Yep. Because uh, the story of this movie is Umbrella is moving out of the town. Yeah. And so the town is poor. There's a lot of poor people. There's a lot of like going to be no jobs, low income housing. Yeah. A lot of people who are unemployed. And when when Claire gets dropped off by the the truck driver. She goes into Chris's house and Chris kind of lives in a dump. Yep. His neighbors live in a dump. I want to talk about the neighbors too. Yeah, they do. If we're talking about the city and the zombies specifically, what I thought was really cool about this movie is the T virus was spread through the, through the water. Like it was a mm. water contamination issue. Yeah. It kind of, I think I whispered to you during the movie. I said, this is kind of like an Aaron Brockovich sort of plot. Yeah. Where, or even uh, like Flint, Michigan. Yes. Or yes. Flint, Michigan, where everybody in the town has been drinking polluted water. Yeah. And another, I'm going to, I'm going to go on for a bit here. <laughs> what I thought was really cool. The zombies are losing their hair yep. or like the people are losing their hair. They have like, cuts or wounds it's like all, um the bartender her eyes bleeding her, yeah her, she's like i don't know it's been happening for a couple, <laughs> <laughs> weeks. couple weeks here like, and, uh, but I, I thought the the visual look of the zombies was so cool because it really brought back flint michigan or oh it's in the water supply and they're scratching their hair out yeah and it's it's, it's cool it's like um it feels like either negligence or they you know were experimenting on purpose because sure. these people were poor um yeah, the, the atmosphere was really incredible. Um, I should also point out that um, this is very clearly influenced by like John Carpenter. Yeah. Like it uses the exact, I don't know what the font is called, but it uses the exact same font as his movies like um, okay. uh, Escape from New York, The mm -hmm. Thing, Assault yep. on Precinct 13, They Live, all that stuff. Um, and the atmosphere was like incredible. It all takes place over one night. And like you yep. keep seeing the time pop up. And like early in the movie, it says uh, it's 6 a.m. Raccoon City will be destroyed. Yep. And yep. just inching closer and closer to that. Yeah, so yeah. That, that cool. was pretty cool. And you know, there's one thing about when you were speaking about the zombies. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe they called them zombies throughout the whole no, movie. They no. don't say the word zombie. I don't think at they all. do. So, I mean, are they zombies? I guess technically they are, but they never call all them zombies. All they say is Chief Iron says if more of them show up. Yeah. Right. You never call them zombies. Um, that was interesting. Yeah, like and the uh, adding to the atmosphere, it was the score I thought was incredible. It was yeah. a lot of those like 
kind of hazy verby synths yep. and it's just kind of even when you're not building like the tension of the horror that's about to unfold it's it's kind of like a somber yeah atmosphere like just like look at what they how they treat these people and what i i'd love to talk about next is like maybe when the plot starts moving like the siren goes off in town yeah like it so how it works is you know claire shows up at chris's house they have like kind of a goofy interaction like i guess claire hasn't seen chris in a long yeah, time yeah and chris is getting ready for work Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. a a giant, almost like like I don't know what you'd call it, like almost like a tornado warning siren, like goes the Silent on. Hill one, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, <laughs> like it, there's a si- there's a siren off saying "Stay in your homes." Clearly, there's been an outbreak of some kind. Yeah, and you kind of get mild chaos where people are trying to leave their houses. Claire runs into the neighbors who are, who are starting to turn into zombies. Yeah, that happens. Do you want to talk about Chief Irons a little bit because he was really funny, <laughs> really incredible, and it, this is kind of. I get what they were going for and I think they nailed it is that it's a kind of like an 80s camp movie where you get this like intense character actor giving this huge speech and everything he was saying was genuinely really funny. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just like, like tearing people to pieces. And I like that he was like as much, maybe not as much of a piece of shit, but he was pretty, uh, pretty awful guy. Like in his opening scene, he's, he's essentially up in the star's office telling people there's, you know, we can't find these guys who went out to explore Spencer mansion. Get ready, you fucking bums. Yeah. Yeah. And he (laughs) tells Leon to just go back. What are you doing here? It was so funny. (laughs) Well, you, you called everyone into the staff meeting not you who's gonna man the front desk get the fuck out of here because <laughs> it's his first day on the job right. they really funny they and treat Leon like shit they really do it's like so funny I, I did want to mention that was something I noticed around then is that it was clearly budgetary, but I, I liked that it was even smaller than the it is in the games, like Raccoon City, the police department, everything. Very like like there's clearly like 10 people who work for RPD. Right. Yeah, it's and not it, like this giant police department. There's like a bunch of bum cops who work there, like eight eight or 10 people. And it's like, it's it's a little odd that they have like a full special forces unit, but it's, I mean, I They're don't the know. No, actually, they make a joke about it. They oh, say, really? what, they haven't discommi- decommissioned the helicopter yet? Not yet. Or something oh, like yeah, that. Because yeah, yeah. they're running out of money. I right, do like okay. that because it's like, why would a town like Raccoon City have a big police department? It wouldn't make any well, sense. Well, they wouldn't anymore, but they haven't I, cut the funding yet. Well, That's yeah, and it, yeah. It, in, it's portrayed in the games as being much bigger and more oh, yeah. modern. This is actually, I did want to mention that they are very like hammering home that this is set in 1998. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so funny because like, like the remakes did that too and neither of them really had to but I like it. I like that Resident Evil is inherently a 90s set yeah. setting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like, there's a guy playing a snake on his phone and there's, <laughs> there's a, a palm of, pilot, a palm yes. pilot and a lot of the musical cues. And, um, Claire tells Chris about a chat room. He goes, what the fuck is a chat <laughs> room? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's where people talk on the internet. Yes. It was yeah. like really, really funny. Um, what I thought was really cool too, is like they did so many little tie-ins to the game that to me were not offensive at all. No. Like, yeah. like Claire talks about Ben the guy who the players, if you play the Resident Evil 2, you meet Ben in the jail cell. Yeah. But Claire is watching a videotape of Ben sort of being a whistleblower about what Umbrella is doing to the town. Yeah, they, like, they've in, been in touch. Yeah, they were in the chat room. Yeah, yeah, like she was in a chat room with Ben and she's trying to find Chris. She finds Chris. She goes to Chris's house, tries to show Chris the videotape. He's like, ah, that's bullshit. He's yeah, a conspiracy yeah. theorist. But oh my God. And, you know, and they, and, and I really like how the different characters experience zombies after each other. 
where yeah. they, I think Claire sees the first one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's they don't the know neighbor. what it is. They don't know but, what it is. And like Leon has that revelation much later. Um, and it, something else was also that um, it, when it comes to... <laughs> see, the thing is, I just don't think that Resident Evil's story or characters are anything close to unimpeachable. I think sure. there's a lot of room for improvement. And I, so that's why I was okay with them taking these kinds of liberties. Me like, too. It's not like the, the plots were, would hold up under scrutiny <laughs> anyway. Yeah, right. so basically, so you have... Claire, who is is um, looking very closely into Umbrella's activities, and Chris is a lot more kind of straight you know, laced, straight laced. Like, oh, they saved our lives, etc. And it kind of ties into the opening scene where he's telling her go back to bed, and she can't stop investigating. Yeah, you know the, the mystery. Orphanage. Yeah, pretty cool. A uh, pretty cool setup for the plot for sure. I um. So let's talk about Spencer Mansion because yep. I, how they it was cool how they set up Spencer Spencer Mansion too, where. Um, these two like sort of random cops, like not important to the game, were going to check out a body that was reported at Spencer Mansion, yeah. but they haven't gotten heard from in a while. Yeah. And those those two cops come to the diner. They're going to get coffee. Right. Know, that's where the stars members are hanging out. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. Kind, it's not like they kind of set everything up for you. Hey, we're going to investigate a body out in Spencer Mansion. Ah, fast, shake a leg. All right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they go out to Spencer Mansion. And then blah, blah, blah. You get to the star's office and Chief Irons is like, those bums haven't gotten back yet. Fly out there. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. And so blah, blah, blah. They fly out there. I wanted to actually, before we even get there, mention that there was some, because this movie, I I don't want to like belabor the point here, but this movie is getting dragged right now. (laughs) And I thought there was so much like for a B movie, for a low budget movie, there was so much interesting and impressive camera work yeah Um, and like like for instance there's one part where and it's it's all in service of the tone where um leon is getting left behind in the garage or whatever and it like slowly fades into the the opening of resident evil one with the helicopter yes i'm like oh that looked great and there's like a a slow pan along the floor of the garage at one point and um when you get to some of the action sequences it's pretty cool dude yep (sighs) i i mean so we want to get into the man- the mansion reveal was excellent too yep uh, how it, it's kind of like revealed through the fog yeah, and that- you they did something cool where they didn't just throw you into the action in the intro to the first game they get chased by dogs into the mansion yeah in 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 this movie none of that happens they right. just walk in the front door very very slow burn i like that the, the sort of the chandelier was the focus there yeah it always drew my eye as well and they do do the iconic scene where they uh, well essentially uh, Wesker and Jill go off in one direction and Chris and um, Richard Richard go off in another. Chris and Richard run into the zombie eating the guy, kind right. of iconic from the first game, and then shit starts to pop off. Yep. You know, zombies kind of come out of the woodwork. And honestly, like they were they were really they, I thought they handled them very well. It Me was too. it was very surprising and scary because it, like I feel like it's hard to do uh, have a have a fresh take on zombies. Yeah, and these weren't like fast ones either. They were just kind of like like the actual games. They just kind of surprise you. Well, they make really loud noises. And what I think was cool too is they weren't they didn't run at you. They didn't walk at you, but they do lunge at you and yep. like they they're almost like medium aggressive yeah or it's almost like what I thought was really cool too is some of the some of the zombies talk where like they're not quite like fully infected yet you remember those some of the ones that were like clawing at the police That's station what, gate yeah that really affected me because it was very much like they they shut the gates uh and well <laughs> we should talk about that the trucker arrives first at RPD yeah he crashes his truck and so one one of my t- two like 
plot gripes with this movie is that it crashes and there's a huge explosion right outside. And Leon is like listening to his music. <laughs> He's listening to some 90s Very similar dance track. to, I don't know if you saw that movie, Three Billboards Outside of yes. Ebbing, Missouri, the part with Sam Rockwell when yeah. there's a bomb outside and yeah. he's listening to his music. Yeah. Very similar. But he would have noticed. Like there would have been a rumbling and you would have noticed that the light had changed. Sure. And, they did that for comedic Well, effects. he was asleep. That's Essentially, true. Leon is asleep at the front desk of the police station. The truck explodes in front of the police station the truck driver shambles in on fire that was like that was one of the really like one of the more surreal shots is just yeah. this man on fire walking through the police station what song was he walking into that was really funny it was funny but it was also really cool yeah and it's like you're like dude leon wake up man <laughs> <laughs> and that's when chief irons kills the zombie yes. yes and it's very much revealed that he knows more than everybody yeah. else so right. essentially where you are in the movie now is there are two simultaneous plots going on yes like there's the police station with with you know leon and irons and then there's the spencer mansion going on with the other people yep and um yeah i <laughs> yeah that was awesome and then so chief irons has a very a very brief subplot where he tries to leave <laughs> it's really, really fun and leave great. leon in charge of the police station <laughs> you're asking a promotion kid or whatever he said oh yeah great. he's just like really I'm sure you'll do great yeah, yeah okay <laughs> so i thought this part was actually awesome when he's um like stuck in traffic and they can't get out and it's very much you can't see a lot of what's going mm -hmm. on but it's it's just it feels very you feel the tension. Like you yep. can imagine yourself in this situation trying to get out of a study where shit was going down. And like people are starting to get like gunned down by um Hunk. Like, yep. Hunk. Yeah. yeah yep. Hunk is Hunk is there, but like the umbrella yep. paramilitary service. And or the whatever. funniest part you and I all all of us laughed when when uh, so Chief Irons couldn't get through border security and then they start gunning down citizens and he, he's like oh, It's like a journey song <laughs> yeah. playing and in the dude, background. And, and, and like he drives back to the police station. Oh yeah. Completely he like just comes back. I was like, this is my kind of movie. Like, <laughs> dude. And it was so funny because then Leon actually comments, Oh, are you in charge again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, was that was great. Uh Claire shows up at uh the police she station. She saves, saves Irons, Irons, which is yeah. really Because I something I was I was a little worried about that Irons was just gonna die like right there. Yeah. He was gonna yeah, I, I was so like, too. I need this guy to stick around for a little while. And he does. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a good a good element to have in the midst of all these other heroic people. Sure. I mean, like, we could go through every plot point, but there's some let's do some touch points real quick that yeah. I thought were really cool. They did include the piano puzzle in the mansion, yeah. which was really cool. We, like, we should mention Wesker is a very different character in yes, this, but I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't either. So Wesker's convictions in this movie and why he does what he does make way more sense. Yeah. It, essentially, he has to steal the G-Virus to get a ticket out of town, right. from what I gather. And so he is he goes to the Spencer Mansion to you know, get underground to the lab to get the G virus. So we essentially it's his ticket to not get blown he, up. He gets a uh, a message saying check your weapons locker, and it says Raccoon City is going to be destroyed at six a.m. These are your options. Like you can either die with everybody else, or you can you know steal the G virus and get out. Yeah, and um, yep. he's just kind of like a normal stars member. He's not like kind of the uh, ubiquitous evil guy, weird villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed pretty chummy with everybody. Actually, it's kind of like his origin chummy. story. I guess I think it makes way more sense. Yeah. And so they actually do play the Moonlight Sonata. Yep. Like Wesker plays it by watching a picture of yep. like what to on his play. like Nokia or yeah, whatever. No, on his, on his uh, Palm Pilot, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. which is really funny. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting where I think Wesker and Jill don't encounter a single zombie until that point. Right. Because right. I believe they solve the piano puzzle. I have one issue with this. 
There's one. I have one problem. Uh-huh. They changed one plot point that I don't know if I agree with. Okay. Where um, it's a main plot point of the first game where Brad Vickers le- abandons everybody in the helicopter because shit goes down and he escapes. Yeah. But in this one, he gets killed or bitten by a zombie and he crashes the helicopter into the mansion. Well, I actually realized because um, we saw this a couple hours ago. I realized this on the drive here that that was a little bit of an aliens reference uh, where um, the pilot is waiting for the team to get out of wherever and uh, the alien surprises him and like kills him or her, I think in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then like the, the team is waiting for getting to get picked up and then the, the drop ship or whatever crashes right Got in it. front of them. So I think it was a little bit of that cause it had the similar, similar uh, vibe, but um, no, I mean, cause I, there's speaking of the characters, like there are some, kind of changes like i mentioned with wesker jill is just kind of like there yeah she's not like that important she's kind of like a hothead i guess i was gonna say it felt like uh claire was more of a main character than jill was yeah and i feel like jill is the main character of resident evil one the game for sure Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um also i i think this is the point where like wesker kind of has to reveal that he's there for an alternate reason yeah you know like jill's asking like why are you playing the piano why are you doing this right. the lab opens up wesker is gonna go in and steal the g-virus but jill is jill does not abandon chris yep. she goes to find him and this is where like the movie gets a little action heavy and i actually thought it was i thought it was good like we were talking about like this movie's getting dragged like critics hated it yeah they hated everything about it but I like this action sequence as Chris, where the mansion is totally dark. He has a gun flashlight, yeah. and you know he's trying to backtrack. Richard gets fucked. You are you are only this is a so Chris is by himself at this point because Richard's been bitten. Yeah, Chris is he's surrounded by zombies and he's like doing his best. And this it's the screen is like completely dark, and you're only seeing what's going on every time he fires his you're gun. Only, you're only seeing muzzle flashes. And the muzzle, yeah. muzzle flare is illuminating what's happening. And not long after that, you have the scene with the lighter where that's the only source of light. And there's one zombie that I think it's one of the former stars guys is getting closer and closer every time. He, and he has to keep flicking the yep. lighter to see him. Oh my God. And they God. even included the lighter. Yeah. Yes. Chris has one. Dude, it's like they thought of like, I, I don't think this movie was fan serviced in a bad way at all. I think it was really cute. Clearly like, not because apparently fans hate it too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't believe fans didn't like it. That's crazy. Also, they Chris comments, Jill, how are you so good at lock picking my door to get into my house? That was Claire, but I'm I, sorry, I, excuse me, but it, yeah, Claire. So that one I could see if that's that's your one little gripe. I would like to mention one other story gripe I had a problem sure. with is when um. Uh, they're kind of recreating that scene where Leon is meeting Ben in the jail cell. Sure. And um, so basically what winds up happening is Ben is in a cell with a zombie mm-hmm. instead of him getting killed by Mr. X or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Leon gets closer to him. He's like, he's like, dude, you got to let me out of here. And Leon's like, why should I let you out? Why are you in jail in the first place? Because he's a whistleblower. But um, so he's getting close to Leon and he grabs Leon's gun. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's, he's pointing at him. He's like, you gotta let me out of here right now. And Leon's like, okay, okay. And he's looking for the key. And then, so the guy's like, hurry up, man, hurry up. I'm like, maybe shoot the zombie that's in the cell with you. Yeah. I, I get, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you, you know, I, I, I understand that, but like, would he know? He wouldn't know. 
that he wouldn't know zom- that he was going to get bit. He wouldn't right? necessarily know that that zombies exist and are eating people. He does know the guy is sick from the water. However, I, I do agree so. that if you see someone acting like that in your cell, mm. you should probably shoot him. You should probably point the gun at them. The right? Dude's already yeah. like falling. I do apart. agree with that part. Yeah, I don't know, man. So I mean, I I hoped maybe they would expand Ben's plot rather than him just dying, but they don't. He dies in the jail cell like the games. I wasn't sure if uh, Mr. X was going to make an appearance. Apparently, there's an Easter egg. Okay, I, I didn't catch. Yeah, not that I've been able to find. So I actually thought the William Birkin plot was handled pretty well. Yep. Um. So William essentially gets a call at his house that, you know, hey, everything's gone to shit. You got to get the G-Virus. They don't say this on camera. It's implied he has to go, essentially go to the lab, get the G-Virus and get the fuck out of town. Yeah. So him and Annette and Sherry are all together. Yeah. Um, and then they get, you know, into a conflict with Wesker in the lab. And I actually laughed because I liked the way they handled this way better. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was saying about is how they they make those characters. Like, whereas I think in the video game, Birkin is shot by like Hunk or somebody or like one of his one of yeah. his guys. And it's like it makes it so much more interesting if you have these characters have this between them. Like what it makes it makes it all like the drama that much more interesting. Right. And like Wesker just <laughs> It's like he gets into a conflict with William and they kind of have a little gun battle. Yeah. William gets lit up, but then, then uh, Annette tries to shoot Wesker and he just shoots her in the face. And oh, yeah. It's well, way she, better. She's so annoying. Well, like, she is way in the game. She's a scientist and this. She clearly doesn't know what's going on. She's just his wife. His wife. And um, Sherry doesn't have a lot to do, but whatever. Um, I, uh, I, I really, from there on out, I didn't have, I, like I said, I just felt it was a little rushed towards the end. Sure. I wish there was a little more time in the police station because when he said, um, when they're trying to escape, I really thought they were going to be like besieged yeah. and it was going to be kind of like a home alone thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. a second, but I guess they ran out of time or money. Um, um and I want to bring this up next if you don't mind. Yeah. I just yeah. thought that they were going to get out through the statue is what right, I was going to say. Right, right. Um, the, what I wanted to bring up next was the orphanage and Lisa Trevor make yeah, a yeah. return. So like the, the when you sort of get the the William Birkin plot, you 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 go back to the orphanage. You have Chief Lyons, Claire, and Leon are together. Yeah, and they go back into the orphanage as adults. And there's a liquor mm-hmm. in the uh, in that the was orphan- so well done. Yeah, they did a really good job where because you don't see, you don't have like the immediate payoff. You just see the lights shaking above you. Yeah, light and fixtures. I think Lisa was warning Leon not to shout. Yeah, like yeah. Leon was like, "Hey guys!" And Lisa actually puts up yes. a finger like, "Shush, be quiet." Right. right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I felt like maybe they maybe there was a missing scene or something. I would love like an extended version of this movie to see because I feel like um, Lisa Trevor wasn't really explained in the movie's canon. I think it's implied that she was an orphan that now lives under the orphanage. Okay. I think that's what they were implying, but that's why she's still there. Yeah. Okay. And so she warned them. It, now, this is weird. I thought this was funny, but Lisa Trevor like almost joins them like a golem type character. And she, after the liquor kills Chief Lion, in a pretty like funny fashion yeah lisa trevor kills the liquor for them yeah that was cool it's like she like literally gets into like a fist fight with the liquor she just like chokes it out or something she like chokes out the neck. liquor yeah, yeah i got i got like a weird uh, lisa trevor has joined the party thing yeah this. it was, was like, really That's weird interesting. Was, well, we were was, talking about lisa uh right after because i was asking you you know what does lisa trevor actually do for the plot of resident evil one the game aside from being the scary thing in the basement she just was Nothing. an experiment in the mansion and right. she's aggressive. I, I, they gave it. her a purpose in the movie. Yeah, they did. I thought it was like, yeah, I, in terms of purpose, completely correct. So correct me if I'm wrong. The story was that wasn't she like 
uh, the servant's family or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then she just kind of gets stuck there. She's yeah. She looked great. Um, I was actually kind of moved by uh, the story where you know it, it could have really come off really schlocky and stupid. And for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't terribly acted. Where she's like Claire or something. And at like the end. what I think was they did another cool Easter egg. Uh, 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 Lisa Trevor hands Claire and Leon the keys to the orphanage to get underground and it's keys from the games yeah mm-hmm. like you see like a spade, spade key and, and, a and a sword key and a shield key and stuff she yep. has like the iconic keys from the game which was cute yep um at this point i believe um all the characters meet up in the underground to take the train yeah is that right yep um and I they have wesker yeah. is shot at one point yeah because william and wesker exchange some shots well then jill shoots him yeah exactly right so this is kind of where it all comes together and they get down to the part where they escape on the train and, yeah. it, and honestly and it looks like Wesker has died. Yeah. yeah I, like I wasn't died. sure where the movie was going at this point because I'm like, are they going to do like, is Raccoon City actually going to be destroyed? Like, I didn't know if everyone was going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, they did keep the canon of the plot intact. Who, who, the people who survived the first and second game do survive the movie. Yep. Um, and it, it, I just like that they are all together so they have reasons to know each other it's not like resident evil 6 where chris and leon are like acting like they have this huge history (laughs) yeah it doesn't make any sense i mean and they also what i thought was cool is they gave us just enough of the iconic bosses from these games too yeah like you got the william burke in version two and three yeah like um there is a little bit of a battle um with um with chris and claire and william burkin yeah on the train and i'm saying before remember he's chasing them in the hallway and then it's sort of clear. He's got a couple. I, I thought that was going to be it after yep. the first one. And like, you know, they get on the train and they do the iconic final boss battle where they where they have to kill William Birkin on the train. And then Leon finally gets shows, his moment. Yeah. He shows up with a rocket launcher. Yeah. 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 Found it in, like, first found class, in first class. Yeah. And, yeah. I, <laughs> and I'm like, that was the moment where he completely won me over because that's something Leon from like Resident Evil 4 would say. Dude. And it's like, like that's they, my Leon. I just feel like they did such a good job with Leon is a rookie. He's not going to be awesome. He's probably going to do a bad job where he's nervous. And then, you know, he he really is not the hero at any point except the except last the 30 seconds yeah. where he shoots the rocket Cool off. take. Yep. Cool like take. Too. Um, before we get too far away from it, yeah. I thought like I really wish they because there's some really remarkable uh, practical effects in this movie. The CGI so-so. Yeah, yeah. There is like a really good, like the trucker's dog looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And then later you see like a different dog, I think, and it's CGI and doesn't look as good. Yeah. And I feel like a little bit of the last like G uh, uh, William Birkin was like so-so. Yeah, I understand. Um, but they did the best they could. The liquor looked great. Mm-hmm. I thought yes. that looked awesome. Um, I thought all the zombies looked great too. Oh, yeah, they did yeah. such a great job casting extras instead yeah. of having those be CGI. Yeah, all makeup looked, yeah. looked amazing. They looked awesome. Um, did you guys, like, have any final thoughts or anything we missed that we want to touch on? Uh, maybe we should talk about, like, we loved seeing this movie as Resident Evil fans, but this movie has gotten killed, Yeah, like, in terms of reviews and in terms of press. What do you want to say in terms of, like, to I guess to people who are maybe want to see it or not? Um, well, so I'm not, like... I mean, so you've, if I'm considering maybe you've heard our Resident Evil episodes, so you know where we stand on the games. Yeah. You know where we stand on the previous movies. This is where we're coming from. I came at it sort of with an open heart. I was, I had very low expectations and I was pleasantly surprised. I turned to you during that 
Chris Redfield um, kind action of like sequence. action scene. And I was like, this fucking rocks. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just like seriously, sincerely from my heart. Like I was like, I'm just having a great time. There was no part of this movie where I rolled my eyes or didn't like it. Yeah. I just, you and I always, I think we may, we may have even said this on our first episode of this podcast. We just want to see a movie where the, the first two games are on screen. Yeah. Like I want to see it acted out. And I just, I mean, sure. There, I have a handful of things Maybe I don't like how they changed Brad Vickers' plot line. Barry is absent, which right, is unfortunate. Right, yeah. But I mean, there were. Pl- I really liked how they made the city feel lived in. I yep. liked how the zombies felt like real people because they're still talking yep. and kind of pulling their hair out. And it was really well done. Yeah. Um, that, that's just something I've never really seen. I felt like that, like it really captured sort of. Um, it's it's so funny because this is very clearly like a B movie, but it captured like the the tragedy of becoming a zombie. Yeah, like you're mm-hmm. watching these people just like claw outside the gates for help, and they're just like slowly being transformed. Mm-hmm. And um, I just did want to mention that you know I don't know how this movie's gonna do financially, but I would definitely recommend it. Uh, they tease a sequel. Uh, in the in the mid credits, it's a nice little reference to the opening of Resident Evil One with the body bag. Yeah, like if you turn on Resident Evil One before you press start, there's a scene of a body bag sort of sitting up, but then someone off screen shoots it in the face. Yeah, but Wesker's in the body bag, yeah. and, and he then- and he is, he uh, claws his way out. And uh, Ada Wong makes a cameo. Yep. And he's like, <laughs> I just called this. I don't know why. I was like, it's going to be really stupid. They're going to give him his sunglasses. And they do because <laughs> he he's like, oh, yeah. it's so bright. And she's like, here. And she hands them. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, did you have any final thoughts? Yeah. You know, oh, I thought man. we were going to get into more of the tie-ins to the games. I don't think we've hit on all oh, of yeah, those what, yet. Do you have a list of that stuff? Yeah. So I thought... But the one that I we all laughed at the very beginning is when they're all in the cafe together and Jill calls it, oh, that's a Jill sandwich now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Referencing yeah. the kind of infamous or famous line from Barry in yep. the in the original she game. would have fit nicely into a sandwich. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was pretty funny. You were almost a Jill sandwich when yeah, she gets, yeah, 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 yeah. gets yes. crushed. Yeah, and I, I thought that was pretty funny. We also had, um, you know, a part of Jill's character that maybe we thought was a little strange where she... She mentioned two of the bosses, quote unquote yes. bosses that you fight in the original Resident Evil one. Like yep. she's talking to the guys. It's very funny that it's almost directed at the person that Richard to in the oh, games. Oh yeah, yeah, good where, point. Where she says, hey, would you rather be eaten by a giant snake or a great Wait, white shark? Aren't those the two ways he can die? Yes, yes. exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> exactly. So what a good That's reference. Amazing. They also, dude, reference. there's an itchy tasty reference yes. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They write, some, the I zombie think, neighbors write it in blood on the glass. That I scene just, is also really scary. I was terrified during it's, that dude, scene. That's why like it brought up Aaron Brockovich to me where yeah. when you, Obviously, if you're a Resident Evil fan, you know they're going to turn into zombies. Yeah. But when when Claire goes into Chris's house, she sees the neighbors in in their like kitchen, and she waves at the kid, but the kid is losing his hair. Yeah. And the mom kind of shows clearly up and kind waves, of out of it. Yeah. And they're very out of it, and they look sick. Yeah. I was sick as, and they look ill. Like they look, you know, yeah, like yeah. they're just, like they have a sickness. Yeah. That was really well done. And when they break into the house, it's like terrifying. Oh my and god! With oh, the kid. Oh. oh my god! And when the mom kind of runs at her, and what does the mom yell in her face? Like she needs help. What does she say? Well, I think um, I don't know. What the, she I don't she, remember. she talks to the kid and she says, "Do you need help?" But the kid says, "You need help." Right? No, no. I think I think the mom screams something at Claire when she dives on her. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't recall, said. but I you are right. She yeah. It was something. really cool. I don't get the reviews of this movie. They're saying it's not scary. I thought it was very effective. So I, I yeah. picked up one quote that um, Greg, I think uh, you were going to take some some offense to. Please. <laughs> so uh, the Rotten Tomatoes official like 
critical consensus of this movie. It has movie. like 22. The Metacritic is like 40 something. Right. Yeah. yeah. The critical consensus says Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City affection is an affectionately faithful adaptation, but it further proves the source material is ill suited to the big screen. Here's why I'm going to combat that quote. I think this movie took that on directly mm -hmm. where they tried to make Raccoon City look more lived in. They, they tried to make the virus look like it's affecting poor people in the mm -hmm. water supply. The zombies are real people. Some of them talk. You can see them in discomfort. And sure, like all the schlockiness with the rocket launchers and the G virus and shit is still goofy. But I feel like they finally gave the Resident Evil universe a this is a place where people live and they're struggling. And it also found the proper tone. Like I yes. didn't even mention like towards the end, there's like a very 80s kind of schlock movie, kind of um, digital layout of like, you know, uh, Raccoon City status destroyed, you yeah, know, yeah, zero yes. survivors. Yes. And I'm like, I was charmed by that. Um, and I, I think it finally in this way, I maybe would have liked it to be a little longer but in this way, I think they finally found how to. I, I was gonna, I was saying to you, it's one of my favorite video game movies for sure. I mean, I mean, not I, the competition is great. Yeah, no. like the competition <laughs> is really bad. But I agree. Like, yeah. I walked out of there thinking I just saw a pretty good movie based on a game that I liked. Yeah, and I don't think we have anything else to say. I would uh, maybe give it an eight out of ten if I was uh, uh, reviewing it the same way as the I mean, games. Nick, do you have anything else to say? And you want to uh, give it a grade? Excuse me, you didn't ask me my final thoughts. No, I mean my that's God. yeah. Please go ahead. Jeez, man, we were going I'm, to. I'm really third wheel on it over here. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> no, okay. Now you both know me very well. Yeah. I am not a horror movie fan. Yeah. So that's why in the beginning scene, I saw this. I was like, "What the fuck? This is supposed to be stupid and funny, not yeah. scary." Oh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend actually texted me and said, "You know, the one reason I may have been interested in going to see this with you is because I thought you would faint during a horror movie." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I said, "You are probably right." But as someone who doesn't really do horror movies, and I'm not as intimately familiar with the Resident Evil games as sure. you are. I, I sort of am, right? By extension. Yeah. And I know what happens during both the games. I thought this movie was very enjoyable. The jump scares were at a minimum, if any at all. Yeah. The music was on point. There's no... I didn't get any mental image, even from Lisa Trevor, that's going to haunt me in my dreams the next few nights, as they usually do. But <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, but that's a positive, positive take from me. Honestly, I thought this movie was pretty good. That's my final thought. I mean... Yeah, I mean, dude, this is like a, a B or a B plus movie for me. For sure. For I mean, sure. Nick, do you have a number or a grade oh, a before grade? we sign off? Yeah, let's give it a B. I'll give it a B. Yeah, for me. A B I for feel me. like we're all in consensus here mm -hmm. that it was pretty good. So, I mean, I guess the final thing I'm going to say is that this movie got dragged. This movie mm -hmm. got killed by critics. If you like these games at all, you should watch this movie. I think time will be very kind to it. Yeah, uh, I, I see agree. this director maybe having a promising future and maybe in the future people will reevaluate it. No, I I agree. And if you think the fucking Paul W.S. Anderson movies are better than this, you're fucking Get crazy. Lost. Get lost. Yeah, Get out of no, here. We don't want you here. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> anyway, um, that's going to do it for goddamn GameCube. Thank you guys so much. And go see this movie. Go support it if you're a fan. And we will see you next time. Thanks.